Welcome to Everybody Wants Something, a Degrassi podcast where two black millennials recap every episode of Degrassi from junior high to next class. Because why not? I'm your host, Sonique. And I'm your other host, Lauren. Let's jump in. We're back. We're back, everyone. We're back with a double whammy. I'm excited. A double whammy. This is... um. These are two really good episodes. I'm very excited about. Yeah. Um, we've been, we haven't had a Marco centric episode in a minute. You're so right. And we've been deprived, honestly. We have. Because Marco, Marco brings it. Marco has some of the best mm-hmm. storylines on this show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the last one we got of his was the Dylan breakup, right? Yeah. Like, the Dylan breakup. And yeah, because a lot of, like, I would say... The Dylan breakup was before or after the shooting? Um, It was after. Because it was on the same episode when he was, like, doing the um, the blood drive. Right. And that's how he decides to go to Africa with Caitlin Ryan. Because <laughs> right. she's like... She's like, here's a scoop. I'm going to go cure AIDS. Want to join? Right. <laughs> and then he does. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I feel like yeah, that's the last. That's the end of the end of season four. Yeah, so I'm happy that we're we're diving into Marco this week. Yeah. Um, you know, I was going to do the typical "How are you doing?" but I decided like let's just be let's not fake it. We're we recorded two episodes back to back, so like we're, we're doing I feel like we're doing about the same. Yeah, we're doing about the same. Um. Yeah, when you when you get this episode, it would have been a week out since we recorded it because we got ahead of ahead of ourselves. Because mm-hmm. um, Sonique's life is uh, has proven to be a mess, so I think it's smart to kind of get ahead of things so we can get some stuff out of the way. Yeah, but I mean, last last week's episode was a nice was a nice long one. It was a two parter. Um, mm-hmm. So if you haven't already listened to that, go ahead and listen to that. Um, but yeah, I think one. One thing that we discussed a little bit last episode that I definitely want to remind our listeners is we we teased, you know, the idea of possibly doing some bonus episodes um, with our very special episode theme. Um, we recorded some already in the past, and so we, we were teasing that a little bit last week. And so we definitely want to remind our listeners that if you have a suggestion of an episode that you want us to cover... If you have some thoughts, feelings, uh, let us know. We'd love to hear from you about about that. Um, let's see. The ones we talked about were Boy Meets World. I mean, se- mm-hmm. there's lots of thoughts to choose from with Boy Meets World, but we recorded one about so many. Uh, the the alcohol abuse episode. Um, D- uh, Danny Both. Tanner. Danny is that her DJ Tanner? <laughs> DJ. Danny is the, is the dad. Dan- yeah. DJ Tanner. With but how e- iconic would that have been? I, I would. Mean, that would have been like really ahead of the game, like an episode about an eating disorder with a man. I know. That would be really cool, I actually. Know. Actually, oh, I something interesting um, that I just watched. I it's been on Netflix for a while, but it's called Unwell, and it's about like the wellness industry and like misinformation mm-hmm. and basically the trends. Mm-hmm of different trends in wellness that a lot of times are not healthy or not good for you. They're unwell. I'm, you know, I'm actually on that 
no, I was just listening to an episode of. Well, I'm sorry. I totally just in- interrupted you. And no, you go ahead. Point. Please finish what you're saying. No, you finish what you're saying. <laughs> okay. Then I'll say my stupid thing. Um, that's rude of me. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. I just like that's cute. <laughs> now me. <laughs> She's left on talking to me. I'm so I'm so I'm so bad at that. I just get very excited to no, say I things. Know. I like I. I do. The I, same. Yeah. Go. You go. You go. I'm sorry. It's okay. Um, <laughs> but it's uh, it's good. It's like a docu series. Each episode is about a different kind of facet of wellness culture. So surprise, surprise. The first episode is about essential oils um but they do a good Ugh. they do a good job of kind of uh interviewing and kind of showing different aspects of that trend so like when it came to essential oils they had actual licensed trained aromatherapists that like talk about using essential oils and kind of in conjunction of medicine like right so like last week we were talking about oxys right so like instead of prescribing (laughs) someone like oxys for painkillers after surgery you could uh they they don't have to take that dosage they can just take like a extra sink tylenol or like motrin alongside essential oils to kind of get a same effect so that way you don't have to prescribe such a high opioid opioid um and so so they were they were kind of like showing that alongside like the super problematic like MLMs of it all and just like you can put mm-hmm. it on everything it cures everything and it's like oh no that's not it um but they had uh like it was it was very interesting they had that one they had like fasting like intermittent fasting water fasting um mm-hmm. uh, adults drinking breast milk uh which was interesting um, um, their own <laughs> breast milk or the breast milk of another? The breast milk of another. Is that breast milk being donated? Like how? So, no, so th- that they kind of talked about that, right? The idea. Oh, they just get it straight from the source. Um, you so they, they were talking about like different facets, right? There's the, the breast milk sharing networks that exist and breast milk banks that you can get from if you don't. Um, yeah. Uh, but then there's <laughs> somehow, of course, like super masculine energy somehow finds a way into this topic. So like some like guy, there's like this trend of guys who are trying to like bulk up um, and they will buy breast milk like from Craigslist <laughs> to supplement like in like their fucking like protein shaker, like they use breast milk. <laughs> Is that proven to like no help you bulk up? I'm like I don't know like, about that because I'm like I mean I can't imagine it's really doing that much for you if you're just putting a little bit in your protein shake. It's like it's I can't like it's very much the funniest thing about these like about the each topic that they would talk about is that. It would be like everybody knows that person that's like, I could show you so many studies that show that this is really good for you. Like you actually don't need to eat like your body will just heal itself. <laughs> like you only like your body can live off water alone. Like you don't need. Well, to you eat, know, that actually. actually is was like a wellness like kind of cult like thing that was literally what are called like no feeders or something like they literally don't eat like yeah. they do they die it's pro <laughs> it's pro anna but because a man saying it it's not considered no. like you're just anorexic yeah but th- because it's a man saying it right like then it's like it's biohacking as they said 
Um, ah, yes. <laughs> so it's interesting how, like, a lot of the times it's like, well, in this culture, like, that kind of, like, sucks in, some ends up sucking in, like, women into it, but, like, it all comes from, like, this really weird, like, misinformed, like, masculine energy. Um, but the, mm-hmm. the breast milk guys were funny, because... Um, <laughs> But then it would be like they, but they would like, they'd be like, oh yeah, like I read somewhere like this could be really good for you, so I tried it, and it's like that's not science. And then they bring in like a real scientist being like, yeah, so like, uh, breast milk is for babies specifically, um, because they're babies, and breast milk can't help adults. Like it's, and also it's actually really bad for you. It's mostly saturated fat, and no protein. <laughs> really yeah. it's bad for you okay yeah i i would i was under the impression like if i won't like if, if it isn't bad for you it's just kind of like a neutral like yeah it won't hurt you but also like it's not going to do anything but oh it's like mostly i guess it makes sense though, yeah. like the nutritional facts up. of it are not actually Baby's helpful gross. yeah it's not helpful for yeah. adults but also um it makes sense uh breast milk well number one surprise we don't know a lot about breast milk because what's women's health who fucking cares you know (laughs) why 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 research it um yeah but uh (laughs) actually breast milk like the chemistry of it um is completely different like as a child ages and it's like the it's so amazing because like their body like customizes it to what the baby needs yeah literally good for this baby (laughs) yeah and even (laughs) and even depending on um like how like whether a mother has a boy or a girl like Jeanette um like uh no, not genetically. That's not what I'm thinking. But whether they have like a boy, hormonally? yeah, uh, like the milk will be differently because of like just like what's happening inside the baby's body, and then also depending on like as like if your baby's like hungrier, like like if you're obviously with healthy, well functioning mothers, like if they're not if they don't have some sort of. Uh, malfunction going on um then they'll like no like the mother the mother's brain will be like oh we got to produce more and then they'll start producing more because the baby's hungrier yeah and it's like that's so dope yeah when you hear like that mother child connection uh-huh. especially the, the aspect where i learned that like the big mother's milk can be like essentially like figure out like i, I like it doesn't figure out obviously because the milk's not sentient but like you know it's like <laughs> yeah, it yeah, kind yeah. of like adjusts to what the baby needs i'm like yeah. that's like really fucking cool yeah. like fuck biohacking let's study that more exactly. that's actually fascinating exactly but it was also funny right because like they would there's this one like science testing place that was like they were like they were went on craigslist and like were trying to see like how safe this is or what was in the stuff that the people were buying and a lot of people who were selling breast milk were just like <laughs> stomping on it so like they were like like adding water and adding like like actual cow milk to it so that they (laughs) i I mean it's on craigslist like there's no there's no regulation like at least you're getting it from like a bank maybe like it's a little like there's like some standard but it's like it's craig's milk i can literally give you like milk rabbit's milk and exactly like, hey, yeah, my t- fresh titty milk just for you boy like yeah like, <laughs> you don't know yeah <laughs> you drink that shit so it was it was interesting kind of like right there it really is like you know milk sharing like done for like 
mothers that aren't producing or adoptive children um, or different situations, which is really cool. But then it was funny of like people getting scammed because they wanted to like bulk up. And I'm like, well, that's what you deserve. Like, (laughs) yeah, no, (laughs) if I I was selling milk to you too, I'd probably like add like shit to it, like, and make more money. I think most bodybuilders are like serial killers deep down because they're so hungry. Y'all are just, y'all are hungry and... You're just hungry as hell. <laughs> too much. But yeah. Definitely but recommend. Okay. enough about, enough about titty milk. Well, no, you didn't, you didn't tell me about what you are going to talk about. Oh, about wellness. Okay. I'll, I'll keep it quick, but it's mm-hmm. like, um, I was listening to this episode of Hollywood Homicide, which Ooh. is a really good podcast, which I was like really into at some point, but I kind of fell off. And I decided to get back into it. I was like, oh, this is still good. I don't know why I stopped listening to this. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you do that sometimes with podcasts. It's like, yeah. what if I stop listening? Like, I like this a lot. But yeah. they were doing like an episode about like beauty, like treatments and like of yesteryear. Oh. And I'm just like, this is all just like a lot of this was like wellness culture. So like uh-huh. taking arsenic to get paler <laughs> skin. Yikes. Which like makes your skin pale because it's killing red blood cells. So you're like you're, you're just slowly yourself. dying. But, like yeah, you're pale because you're dying. Um, stuff like that, or like even this wasn't on the podcast, but I've read this a lot. I read this, and people used to drink um, like radium water and stuff, and it was supposed to make your bones stronger, but it did the opposite. It ate away at your bones. Um, so you were just drinking radioactive material. But um, I, it just made me think of, like wellness culture and just like how many things. Like, what are the things that, like, in the future, people are going to look back at what we're doing today to be like, can you believe that they were, like, they mentioned, like, yeah, can you believe, it's not like wellness culture, but, like, beauty stuff. Can you believe they were sticking botulism in their face? And it's like, <laughs> they're, that reckoning will come of just, like, yeah. I'm sure that, you know, people 50 years from now be like, that was crazy that mm-hmm. you guys did that. Why would you do that? But anyway, yeah. that's not really that important. It's just that it's funny you mentioned that guy was listening to that episode just yesterday. No, I'll still listen to that. That sounds good. But, um, so, I mean, did we just want to get into the episode or? Yeah, let's jump in. I think we, I think we read most of our last week, but then this week, but whatever. Let's get into the episode. We'll be back after a quick break. We are watching, um, episode, season five, episode nine, Tell It To My Heart, um, synopsis. While helping his new friend, Tim, Marco faces his own reality and contemplates coming out to his father. Meanwhile, Emma likes the attention Peter gives her, even though she knows it would hurt Manny. It would, girl. Um, can't stand her. C, C, cold open. I wrote C-O, because I know it says C-O, cold open. I was like, C-O, cold open. So we're at Marco's house, and his dad asks him if they're going to go still go fishing that weekend, and... Marco is rehearsing for the school play. They're having a, dra- a drama festival at Degrassi. Um, Dad wants him to run the print. He's like, oh, you- Marco, you don't want to be an actor. And um, Marco's like, no, Papa. <laughs> oh, God. I love I love to see that Marco and his parents are so, they're so amusing. I know. So dad, the dad's like, of course not. You'll run the printing business with me, Mario. Marco. 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 Be working for the printing business. Like That's literally how offensive. it sounds. I wish we were exaggerating. That's <laughs> how uh. it sounds. But Marco's like, no, I want to be a social worker. Like, hello, did you see my little headbands? Like, 
I went to Africa. Come on. I went to Africa. Remember, Dad? He's like, I want to be a social worker. And his dad's like, oh, being a social worker isn't good. You'll be like your cousin Lou. Um, and he calls him. I don't know if I should say this. I know I learned. I looked it up. It is an Italian slur for a gay man. It's like, okay. Finuccio? Which yes, I guess is starts, apparently is a word that they use yeah. in The Sopranos a lot. Oh. Well, they shorten tracks. it though. They say like like a finoc or something. Mm. I'm so sorry if I'm like straight up just like saying a slur, but like yeah, I don't know. Basically, I, I yeah, it's an Italian word. Describe it, but it's not nice. It's not a word you should use to call anybody. Um, but Marco defends Uncle Lou, cousin Lou. He's like he does amazing work, and Marco's dad starts going on like a homophobic you know rant about how he thinks. Raising a homosexual, quote unquote, is like is basically akin to being a failure as a parent. And Marco is like, oh yeah, he's like ready to like, mm-hmm. oh for real because. Um, and then his mother like looks at him and he's like, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> he just doesn't say it. Yeah. But like he he um, we really get to see the illustration of Marco like really like fighting to. He wants to say it so badly. Yeah. He he's can't he's getting to the end of his rope it. with it. Yeah, so it's because his dad is constantly just like, you know, doing the most and being like a fucking like, yeah. homophobic Mario. Mm-hmm. Um, so in our first season, Toby is rehearsing with Snake, and everyone looks like is involved with this festival because it's Degrassi, so it's never just like a few students. It's always like everyone's like in it, on it, so they're all involved in this shit. Margo is stressed about memorizing his lines because he is playing Hamlet, it's the biggest role <laughs> in their scene. Um, Paige is also like not excited. She's like, "Why did we volunteer for this bullshit?" Like, and Marco's like, "We volunteered because Snake, Mister Simpson, needed our help." But really, there's a new guy, mm-hmm. and Paige clocks in. She's like, "Oh, I know, you're a cute new boy," and he's like, "Cute." He's got a little hat. He's like, kind of like yes. kind of emo ish, like kind of like you know, in the in the cut. Yeah. And Marco Marco's up to him, and I'm like, "Okay, this is exciting." And the first sort of crush or something post Dylan. Yes. Exciting. Um, it's very exciting. Um, in the next yeah. scene, Emma is hanging a poster for the festival. So Peter fucking pops up because, of course, he does. He like he's like he like materializes. I don't. Even, we never see him walking down the hall. He just like is there yeah. all of a sudden. He's like, oh my god, it's it should be illegal. Totally. Um, he like teleports everywhere. You know, like jump scare. Um, <laughs> So Emma insists that he'll never get anywhere with her, um, but he's like, "Oh, but like you, you know, you went on a date with me. Like, remember we went to go see Cloud Academy? We saw Cloud Academy." And she's like, um, "It wasn't a date. It was an appraisal." And Peter is like, "Well, how would I do?" And then he like hangs the poster and is like, "It's just like, wow, he's really good at hanging a poster." It's like, um, "Do you? You're not that into Vanderpump." I, like, only watched, like, the first three seasons, like, a few times. Damn it. There is... Oh, so, you know who Sheena Shea... Of course. Sheena Marie um, is. So, because Sheena... good as gold. <laughs> good as gold. <laughs> good because as gold. Because good as gold. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But, like, Sheena, on one season, she's writing this guy named Rob, Rob Valletta. And she would tell this one story about how Rob Valletta could hang a TV in less than six minutes. And they did a compilation <laughs> okay. of her saying it over oh, and over God. at different points. 
point. And like, it's like, I know, like, Sheena literally is dating this guy because he can hang a TV in under six minutes. Um, but it, it reminded me of that because Emma seemed very impressed by his poster hanging, you know, skills. And she's like, Rob can, he can hang up TV in less than six minutes. I timed him. But it's also, like, like, I feel okay. like six minutes is like a generous amount of time. Like, it's like a, like for like a flat screen TV like um is it fast I guess but it's not like it's not impressive like herculean like whoa yeah whoa it's like that was Sheena but yeah but but Emma's Emma's a Sheena in this moment she's like wow that was really hot um so they're doing more rehearsal and we're like in the hallway all of a sudden this guy comes and he just like throws Tim into a locker and calls him the Epsler. It was mm-hmm. very aggressive and very scary. It was terrible. Craig all of a sudden springs up to go keep, so whoop some ass. Ally Craig. And like, fucking Craig. <laughs> gay ally. Was, is, he, I guess, is he a gay ally or is he straight? He's an ally to gay people. Mm-hmm. But he's straight. Um, but he he jumps up. You know Marco kissing that one time and now he's like I know the struggle. I, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I know what it means to be marginalized. He like um, jumps the fuck up, and Marco's like, "No, he's like, hey, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me." And Craig like fucking like, "Hey, look at me, hey." Um, so um, he he jumps up and uh, stops Marco, stops him from whooping this dude's ass. Um, but uh, Marco goes up to him and he's like, "Hey, like you know, check in on him." And then the next scene, we see them; they're at the dot together, like talking. And Marco's trying to reassure him. He's like, people at Degrassi are actually mostly cool. Like, don't let this, mm-hmm. you know, make you feel like, you know, you're not safe here. Um, Tim is only out to his ex-best friend who called him the F-slur and punched him in the face when he found out. Um, yeah. Which is, like, so sad, but also yeah. very real, unfortunately. Marco, in turn, in this conversation, is basically becoming Tim's, like, gay Sherpa. Um, which like every 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 baby queer needs is someone to kind of guide them. Um, yes. He calls him his Yoda, and Marco's like, "Oh, does a Yoda voice, which I can't do, but it's, <laughs> it was very sweet. I, I like this relationship." But um, but I also was eyeing Marco because Marco was like really doing a lot of like work of like, this is like how it is. Like kind of it gets better, but it's like Marco, you faking mm. the fuck a little bit. Like I don't, no one's saying you need to. I'm not you know no one should be forced to come out, but it is like. Yeah. Faking the funk just a little bit. Just a little bit, but Marco right. Marco always means well. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, Marco, you've also been through a lot and are like dealing with a lot. If you were just truthful, you could relate to him on different things. Like you you still have so many things to relate on. You can just right. be honest with, with what's going on for you. That's fine. Yeah, and you could still be so helpful for him because you could just be like, hey, like, you know, tell him about your story. Like when I mean like the reality is like Marco's like Degrassi's not that bad, but it's like Marco, you got you had experience mm-hmm. like you know um, bullying at school for being gay and all these things. Plus, like you're not out to your parents, which is fine, but that could have been something you bonded over, like you said. Exactly. But instead, Marco's like he's like, oh, like Tim's younger, like I'm like the older, wiser. I've been to Africa, like I I get it, like I'm I'm here for you, babe. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> um. I think it's also just, like, I think it's just, like, a thing at that age, too. I think when I was, like, that age, um, like, my late teens, I loved uh-huh. feeling like I was, like, the like the older sister. Like, oh, I know, like, mm-hmm. I know my way around these parts kind of thing. And 
I was still kind of floundering and not knowing what I was doing. But it's always nice to like, if you were on a team or in a, a club or something, and there was like someone who's like even like a year younger, you felt so like, yeah. like yeah, I'm just like oh, I'm a senior. And they're like a junior. <laughs> I, like, I just think about. I'm like, applying for colleges. It's just like different. Like I'm just like in a different place right now. <laughs> I just think about like the the people that would remember we had like middle school orientation. Yes. We had to like figure out like how lockers worked and shit. I feel like yes, yeah, so the older kids would come and help us. I feel yeah. like it's not not even like high school older kids, but like um like an eighth grader being like, let me show you the ropes, like. Yeah, it feels cool. Uh-huh. But like, yeah. I mean, it's not even as much. It's just it's the same as like whenever there would be someone who'd come back who like it was almost Thanksgiving and some like freshman oh at God. you at yes. fucking College Park would come to our mm-hmm. school like to our class tell us about college life and it's like you've been there for two months <laughs> like you do you are not like a like super. I, when I was in college as a freshman, by November I was not like some like wise like oh, I'm in no. college. I just was like. I was still figuring out as a baby, but then when you come to high school and they're all like actually little kids, you feel like, so this is what college is like. And it's like, oh, shut up. Like, you are 18. Like, you know what it is? And I am 16. It's... Shut the fuck up. <laughs> it's, um, you know, in Pen 15, the like older, like theater tech guy that like, that... <laughs> it's very much that. It's very much that where it's like, um, I don't really know if it's like a brag that you're like hanging out with middle schoolers at, at, since you're like the, the freshman in high school. Like, it's not really a brag, but OK. No, it's not a, it's not a flex, but <laughs> when you're that age, it feels nice to be like the older. Oh, like, yes. You're you yeah, like the experience, like people are looking up to you. It's like at the age you like crave it. No oh, yeah. You crave it. And Marco is is like he's lapping it up. OK, he loves it. Yes. Um. Emma's trying to sell tickets to the drama festival, and it's just not working. As when Peter steps in, he's like, "Hey, come to the drama!" Festival. Like, I don't know. Pickup artist. Peter's still a Peter. It's just like he is a pickup artist. It's like, who is this person? And I guess he's charming. I don't know, but um, he's like, "My dad sells cars," and he asks um, Emma out again, and she tells him to back off. Manny shows up, and she's like, Ugh, "Is he harassing you?" Like. We need to do something about this boy. Like we need to do something. Which I get, Manny. She doesn't know. She doesn't know the full breadth. So all she knows is that right. fucking Peter's a predator. He's talking to Emma, and Emma wouldn't couldn't possibly be talking to him because he she likes him. Right, it has exactly. to be because he's harassing her. Um, which she's not wrong for thinking because I would think the same thing. Um, yeah. So um, Tim comes over to Marco, and he's like oh my God, like I left my computer open. My dad went on it and he saw I was on like a gay teens chat room and Marco was like, ugh, beginner mistake. Okay. <laughs> like, oh, I right, Marco. Marco. <laughs> you were doing it like literally last summer. Like give relax. It a rest. <laughs> give it a rest, Marco. <laughs> give it a rest, delicious. You look like a man. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, so... um but Tim is like, um, you know, his dad wanted to talk. He couldn't deal with it. So he just ran away. He was like, I was out there all night. He was like, it's scary out there. And I'm like, yeah, it's the streets of Toronto, babe. Like, uh-huh. it's the city. You can't just be out in the streets. Um, 
But Marco is like, you know, you need to go home and face your dad and you tell him the truth. And I'm like, this is bad advice, Marco, because not because coming out to your parent is bad, but because like maybe you need to do a little more digging into why Tim is so afraid to go home. I think that's like, that's yeah. something to yeah. explore. Like, um, while I think it's important for people to like live their truth the best they can, not everybody can come out to yeah, everyone in a I, safe way and be safe. Right. Right. And, and, and not risk like losing relationships. It's very complicated. Um, I am not a gay man, but I have had this to grapple with this of just like, uh, not everyone knowing about my sexuality just cause mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what? I've had to wait for the risk and reward, which is mm-hmm. why I also don't, <laughs> I'm not anyone's gay or like bisexual short buff. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not the one for you. I'm sorry. Right. Or you can, right, all You're you can do is just speak to your own experiences, right? Like that's exactly that's all yeah. you can do. And we live in Brooklyn. There's so many of them. I, you don't need to look to me. I'm <laughs> not me. I'm not the one. Um, so, uh, yeah, but anyway, he's like, like, just do it. Just like, go to your, go to your dad. I'm sure it'll be cool. It'll be fine, fine. Um, Emma goes up to Peter, and then he gives her the cold shoulder now, because now he's talking to some girl with some terrible, chunky highlights. And Emma Oof. is a little bit annoyed. She's like, oh, so you bailed on, like, the drama festival. Like, why'd you, like, leave? She's, like, annoyed now with him. And he's like, you're a tease, actually, because you've been stringing me along, which I'm like, well, I don't like the word tease, because it implies that, like, Something is You're owed to Peter. Yeah. yeah. Emma is playing hot and cold. It's like, Emma, you are kind of like doing like, I don't like you, but it's like you're, you're, you're yeah, doing like you're, a kind of, you're flirting. You're, exactly. you're, you're enjoying it a little you're bit, not, you know? You're, you're very much, I mean, who hasn't been there, right? Where it's just like. Oh, who hasn't? Like. It's fun. I'm, yeah. You're playing hard to get like in a, in an annoying way. Like, just, just be upfront about your feelings. Like, but you can't because. Because you're supposed to be Manny's best friend, but here we are. Here we are. Um, so she's like, oh, my God, I've been rejected by Peter. Like, you're kidding me? Um, and I'd be pissed about that, too. Um, at dinner, uh, we're at Marco's house at dinner, and there's a knock on the door. So Marco goes to the door, and it is Tim, who is sobbing, and immediately goes into Marco's arms, and he says he has nowhere to go. He told his dad, and he got kicked out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marco's parents come in and they're like what's going on and marco says this is my friend tim he's upset and i'm like clearly <laughs> he's sobbing right now so tim thinking that oh like this is like a gay you know this is like a gay household like he's it, there's a gay person in his house right. everyone here knows he's gay is like oh my god i just came out to my parents like he's like ready to tell the, spill the, spill the mm-hmm. whole tea to them but Marco covers, and he's like, oh, it's about to play. Like, his dad doesn't want him to be an actor. And Amelia's dad is like, of course not. Actors are, you know, like, kind of makes yeah. it, like, I don't know what that is supposed to be like. Oh, like, they're gay, I guess. Yeah. And um, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, have you ever heard of a man named Cary Grant? Hello. Was he gay? He might have been. It's a whole Hollywood, I think. I have they no idea work. who that is. Cary Grant was, a, like, a heartthrob back in the golden age of Hollywood. Okay. He might have been gay. Because a lot of a lot of them were so yeah, I, that it was, was like a, that was a bad reference. Straight from the theater. Yeah, he couldn't he couldn't be out. It was the fifties, yeah. um, or the forties. I don't fucking know. Um, so uh, Tim immediately like catch he clocks it. And he's like, "Oh, okay, you bitch, you not out." Mm-hmm. And then he told me to go tell my dad. Now I got kicked out, bitch. Exactly. I'd be, so, I'd be mad. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, this is your fault. Um, so. <laughs> 
mean, it's not really his fault, but still, it's like... I know, yeah. You did kind of, like, lead me astray. Um, the next morning, Marco's mom invites Tim to stay over again. Um, and uh, while they're talking to his dad about the whole acting thing, because Marco's dad is like, why is, like, but like yeah, you're like, I don't like acting, but, like, to kick you out. Like, he's like, this is a bit, like, obviously a bit much. Yeah. And Tim shades Marco about playing a role. He's like, oh, some people, you know, they like to play a role. Right, Marco? Yeah, he's basically coming for Marco. Talking about should I him. Call you Hamlet? <laughs> talking about lying, you know, presenting himself in a situation that is obviously not reality. Um, mm-hmm. And he's such a good actor. And yeah. Yeah. It's rough. Was... Yeah. I mean, it's rough for both of them. They both are in very difficult situations, Marco. Um, you know, I think had good intentions, but went about it the wrong way. Um, and Tim is. You know, he's been kicked out of his home. He's very upset. He's very emotional right now. Yeah, he lived on the streets um, for a day, and now he's kicked out. And he, his best option is Marco's house with Marco's dad. Marco's homophobic <laughs> dad. Like, what, what the fuck? He's like, it's literally my dad, but just like with a cartoonish Italian mm-hmm. accent. Like, I don't know mm-hmm. which one is worse. Um, Manny and Emma are studying, but Emma brings up Peter again, apparently for like the 10th time. And I don't know how Manny's in class. Like, she likes him. Like, why do whatever? I don't care. Even if you hate someone, when you keep talking about them, I'm like, there's a level of, like, obsession. Oh, exactly. Like, also, why do you keep talking about them? At the beginning of the season, Emma was obsessing over Peter because she had a crush on him. That doesn't just go mm-hmm. away. No. I would ask him, like, Emma, do you still like this boy? Tell the truth, shame the devil. Exactly. So, but, um, yeah. But she lies, and it's like, no, it's about, like, you. Because, like, you know, everything he did to you is so fucked up. Um, so Emma's like, we should get back at him. And they're like, mm-hmm. yeah, let's do it. Girl power. And they invent the cell phone selfie in that moment. It's very much John Tucker must die. Yeah, like, let's do it. And they take a, a picture to commemorate the moment. <laughs> 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 uh, John Tucker must die um, is a movie that I have seen more than once considering I didn't like it. Yeah, it's not, uh, it's one of those movies that, like, I I just love that type of movie, even though it's bad. I don't mind watching those, like, teen, teen bop movies. I don't even know how else to describe it, right? Like, high school drama, like, teen antics, teen shenanigans, um, some house parties thrown in there, you know? Um, mm-hmm. But it's not good. Like, John Tucker is not no. a good movie. Um, but Ashanti it's is in it. Not. So we stand. She asks. She does. She does and she's a few neck, neck rolls because she's the black character. <laughs> exactly. And she's like, John Tucker must die. Exactly. Like that. You can't see listener, but I'm doing a little, <laughs> little neck it's, roll. It's, it's about I think to I break learned. I know. So you're, you're like, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I learned who Elvis Costello was because of that movie, though. Yep. Uh huh. Me too. And I was like, who the fuck is I was like, Elvis? I, the only Elvis I knew was like, you know. <laughs> I'm all shook up, Elvis. I was like, "Yeah, is this like because they framed it when she's talking to the guy to John Tucker who Mm -hmm. must die." They're like, "Is like oh like it was like obscure music," and I was like, "Elvis is like Elvis, the king of rock and roll." What do you mean? And then I thought there's another Elvis, and I was like, "Ooh," and I was like, "Oh, I like yeah, I like this music." And it's an alter. It it it's very much one of those 
because uh, it's like the people that like Elvis Costello are like the kind of like alt people like at school like they're not super popular they're like kind of like the you know they go they listen to obscure rock and so I think <laughs> you watching I mean, that yeah. You were like, you're like, well, my people, let me, let me go check this out. I'm like, I gotta get into this shit too. Exactly. I mean, it is a very obscure, it's a deep cut for like a high school student, like a teen girl to be like, yeah, I fucks with Elvis Costello in like 2008. Yeah, it's just kind of yeah. like interesting. <laughs> like what an interesting yeah, choice. Little, okay. Like, okay. Cool. Okay. She's really into like really punk i guess um yeah marco fills page in on tim and she's like he's like oh he stayed the night and Paige is like oh my god and she's like not like that like that, that was actually really sad <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's actually like, really bad for him the complete opposite um, yeah but marco feels responsible and um they kind of talk a bit about how like his dad still doesn't know somehow and she's like um he tells his dad that he listens to Britney to put chicks in the movie. <laughs> so that was very funny. I'm like, what? Yeah. I'm wondering, like, what track was he listening to? Was it like, was it like, um, "Breathe on Me"? Probably "Breathe on Me." Cause that's kind of a, that's a sexy yeah. song. Yeah, like, girls love this. Yeah, <laughs> and I feel like, um, yeah, I think this is also Paige. It's kind of alluding, like. Like, yeah, your dad, like, you haven't come out to your dad, but, like, it's kind of impossible for your dad not to even suspect. Like, he probably knows deep down. Like, yeah. you know, um, so I thought that, was, that I thought that was kind of, like, very page, right? Like, very page best friend moment of, like, listen, come out to your dad when you, when you're, when you're good and ready, but, like... Also, you're not like the king of de- of, of deception right now. Like, <laughs> right? She's like, you're not really like you're not giving Dylan. Like, you're not giving mask for mask. Yeah. Like, I'm just saying. Yeah. Like, I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> your dad knows. Yeah, it's not. It's not going to be like a a complete 180. Like, what, Marco? No. Yeah. If anything, if he's surprised, he'll like, be like kind of shocked, and then he'll like kind of like sit down and really think about it. And he's like, you know, now I think about it. Like, yeah, like, hmm, yeah, that that just that does actually just track. Um, at Peter's party, Emma shows up, and she's in like a little black, like kind of little lacy mini dress. Um, mm. Yet again, I feel like we are so. Um, I just have to keep reminding listener that we do not know who Emma is. Emma. Emma has no character this season outside of, like, it's the bimification of Emma Nelson. It really is. I'm like, mm. who is this person? Especially since we don't see, we, we see Emma interact with so few people. Yeah. Do you notice that? It's yeah. like Manny sometimes, Peter lurking. I mean, we saw her with JT and Toby that one time, but we don't even really see Emma... Like, we used to get good scenes of Emma and Mr. Simpson. We saw her interact uh-huh. with other characters. And it's like, Emma literally is just kind of like floating through this show. Very much so. Show, and I do not get where we're going with her. But um, anyway, she looks great in her mini dress. Um, so she's like, I'm not doing mixed signals anymore. He's like, well, what color is this? And she's like, it's green for go. <laughs> 
god. I wish. Go. <laughs> I wish that, like, Emma didn't really like him because then the scene would just, like, fe- feel better. Like, it would be funny. Like, oh, I yeah, know. they're like, get, they're like, get him back. Yeah, like, exactly. revenge. But no, it's like, she's like, she's acting what she's not. I know. Ah, a parallel between she and Marco. Between her and Marco. I was trying to be fancy and I said it wrong. It's her and Marco. Um, At the drama festival, Mr. Simpson is freaking out while Marco rehearses. Marco's dad shows up backstage. Apparently Marco called him because he wanted to talk. Um, They go out in the hall and Marco brings up, um, he's like that, you know, Tim and that he's gay. And Marco gets upset and he's like, you you know, you put, you know, you you brought this boy in my house. And he says Mm -hmm. he doesn't want a queer under his roof. And Marco says, what if you already have one? And I was like, oh, Marco. Um, and his dad, like, rushes away. Like, Marco said nothing. And yeah. it's, like, similar to what we were saying about Paige. It's, like, he definitely knew. But I think it's just was, like, shit. Now he has to actually, like, mm-hmm. um, grapple with this, you know, in I his almost face. feel like, I mean, right, I'm not saying that, like, I'm not saying that this is like this was his dad's plan, but I think if <laughs> if, if his I feel like his dad was because he's saying so much, right? Like I feel like sometimes when it comes to parents, like so blatantly like outspoken about their problematic views, like around their kids, I feel like it's kind of like mm-hmm. setting the tone of like. Well, now you know, like, how you need to act around me. Like, you know the standard of what I expect from you. And I feel like... I feel like maybe Marco's dad was kind of like, I'm gonna... If I keep saying these things around Marco, then, like, Marco will know that he can't uh, be this person, like, around me, right? Like... Mm -hmm. Um, and it's going to be a disappointment to me. I'm going to feel bad because I'll feel like a failure if he does this. Um, which I think is, I think it's something that his dad's doing as a character. But I also think, I think parents do that as well. Like I think that's an amazing um, um, observation. I didn't think about that, but that makes a lot of sense. Because mm-hmm. it, ha- it has to happen in tandem with him knowing, right? Because he's mm-hmm. like... Mm-hmm. I mean, like later on when, you know, everything goes down, his dad is like, I don't want to know any part of that. So it's yeah. like in his head, he knew like, you know, my son's gay, but if I can create this honestly a hostile environment, uh-huh. then he, he'll just be secret about it. I'll just never actually have to like confront it, which means that it'll never have to be part of the, like the conversation as a family, mm-hmm. as an issue with other members of the family, all that kind of shit. Because when it boils down to it, a lot of this stuff has always, it comes down with, like, perception and how people look at you. And, like, exactly. this idea, like, when he says, like, oh, it means you failed as a parent. It's like, that, that has a lot to do with how you feel and more to do with what you think people will think about exactly. you. Because you know you didn't fail your son. You know, Marco is amazing. Like, Marco mm-hmm. is, like, you know, this, you know, class president is applying to these good schools. Like, he's a good kid. Yeah. You know that he's not a bad kid. You did well for him, but it's like you're so concerned about what other people are going to say when they hear about it and what it means to what it how it reflects on you. Exactly, and that shit shouldn't matter. Hey, yeah, um, yeah. So, um, Marco, they're they're doing the play, and Marco almost misses his cue. 
Um, and then he like begins his like monologue or whatever. And it cuts back to Emma and Peter, and they're like making out. They're doing it in the TV way, where they're just like messing, making out. I'm like, oh, you know, <laughs> take <laughs> off your pants. Take it off. Take take these things off. Take it all off. <laughs> and um, is, at, at first it's like, is Peter a hoarder? I was like, why is his room like that? Is he fucking hoarder? Is that the secret? Um, I also hated no, this. <sighs> I hated that Peter got this like scene because right like since when is Sympathy Peter like, edit? yeah since since when is Peter like considerate of like caring about a girl and like where he takes her to hook up like he was like oh I wish I had a better place to like we could you know we could go to and it's like since when does Peter give a fuck about that like <laughs> like is it because like Emma's like quote unquote taking authority that now you're like oh okay like and now you're like considerate of like a woman's feelings and consent yeah like, <laughs> I also don't like the implication that it's like um I mean Emma even though Emma has had her hoe moments quote unquote mm-hmm. because of like I don't think she's a hoe but you know people yeah, yeah, yeah. have thought her one because of the whole like you know second mm-hmm. degree mean yeah. Um, her, her trauma, her trauma oral. Um, but we've all been there. Um, I don't like the implication of that too, because it's like, even despite that happening to Emma, Emma, when it compared to Manny is still very much like, it's very Madonna horror uh-huh. in a way. And it's like, oh, so like Manny, I, I mean, we know part of it is like, he likes Emma, but like, he also seemed to like Manny though. It's not like he, he didn't, didn't like fuck Manny. about Emma. Before. He did not give a fuck. He actually liked Manny because he actively pursued her. And I think he actually mm-hmm. had a thing for her. Had had Manny never said no, you know, they would have probably, he would have tried to date her. And like, you know, the, the whole thing with the, honestly, the whole thing with the, the video camera and sending it out had to do with his fragile ego and being rejected. And that's why he did exactly. it. But there is this weird implication that it's like, oh, like, well, this is a girl he actually likes, so he wanted uh-huh. to treat her with respect, uh-huh. and that, like, and like the fact that kind of gives. But the pro- the problem is that because it's framed like, oh, well, like you know, he cares about Emma. It's like, oh, so like Manny's just some like whore in the bathroom. Like, I'm sorry, it's, but like, it's, it's he liked it's so her unfair. too. It wasn't. It's very unfair, and I'm just I'm tired of what, I'm tired of what they do with my girl Manny. I know. Put some respect on Manuela Santos's name. I'm tired of it. Exactly. And it's very much like, like it doesn't, I feel like the most accurate reason is that like, um, Peter is only doing this with Emma to like get back at Manny. Like, I feel like he's, he has like some sort of like plot to like destroy them both. Like that seems more accurate than anything else. Peter is so fucked up. I don't like, I know it isn't what happens, but like, I wouldn't be surprised if that had happened. I'm like, he's fucking a mess. You know, so it's just like, it's so, like, Degrassi is so, I mean, like, um, we've said this before, I appreciate when Degrassi tries to give redemption arcs or, like, to people because I think it's very important for young people, their young audience, to see that people can change. Some people don't, but some people can change, and I think it's important to, to have that mentality when you're young. But typically, I feel like, it has to be earned. And I think when Degrassi does do the redemption arc, it is earned. Peter has not earned anything. Like he is not, he went to detention, but like he hasn't really, like we haven't really seen him 
like make amends for what he did to be getting this edit. Exactly. Whereas like at least like a sibling like Spinner, like Spinner we've we've slogged through with Spinner. Like I you know, we've we've seen Spinner in the ups and downs. I'm like, okay, I guess he kinda like his redemption arc doesn't bother me as much because it's like, you know, we kind of gotten the nuance. But literally Peter 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 right. <laughs> I was talking like a Peener actually. Fuck him. Peener. Um, Peener, that's accurate. Peener, um like you know, did something very violating. And we're supposed to think he's precious. He's a little, ooh, ooh, cute little blonde boy because, oh, poor Peener. His his dad put him, Daddy put me in his door. (laughs) My dad has so much money that he just has printers and all all these files for his job that he makes so much money. And he doesn't care enough about me to, like, have a a spacious room for me. Oh. I don't even... I don't have space in his wife. It's why I'm here. Like, <laughs> but like, the fuck? But you're literally hosting a party at your house because your dad lets you're... you stay there by yourself. Like, what the fuck? Choose one. <laughs> Choose a li- Pick a lane. <sighs> like, Peter. Peener. And so, Peener. And Emma's like, well, she's, she's like, wow, you really don't have personal space. <laughs> she's like, just like me in the basement like after me. the baby. <laughs> After the baby, that basement's huge. It's like no, actually, it's uh, yeah, there's like a whatever. sink. There's <laughs> a sink, but you get a whole window, girl. Like you should consider yourself lucky. But um, but no, Emma is like, wow, I can't relate to this. I also am in a room <laughs> with lots of boxes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh my god, I was so annoyed. And it's like the little sad music and it's like, oh like Peter and he's sitting there with no shirt on. <laughs> he's just so young. He's so young. I hate seeing teenage boys with no shirt on. It's just like, ew. And then so she's like, I have to go. Child. And she literally turns around and takes has, a picture have, of him. I have to go. <laughs> she like whips her hand back around and is like, click. Pixel perfect. She's like smile. But, like, oh my god, Emma. Emma is killing me. But you know what? Emma brings it. I, Emma is annoying as fuck, but she brings it. Uh-huh. Um, so um, he takes a picture, and it's just like him, like because it's the camera photo flip phone for like two. <laughs> they couldn't even get like a better <laughs> pose camera picture. Like, come on, the, the picture's all like shadowy. It's <laughs> <laughs> like he's not even like posing. He's just like in motion. Like, okay, <laughs> so she got a ghost. This is a scripted series. We can like, at least take the time to take a better one. Yeah, it's like she's, it's a ghost encounter. Oh, and he's like God. really pale too, so it's like a, like a Victorian ghost. <laughs> anyway, so um, we jump back to the drama festival and the scene continues. Um, and Marco kind of flubs his line and Tim feeds him his line. Mm-hmm. Marco, Tim, Tim is like, fuck this bitch, but you know what? I care about drama. And we're not gonna lose this shit because you don't have your fucking line. Exactly. I I I auditioned for this role actually, and I didn't get it because you're fucking yeah. you're 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 Peter's pet, so you got to be Hamlet. I know your line, so he feeds them. He's like, "You're exactly. welcome, bitch. You're welcome. I'm homeless. <laughs> okay, <laughs> fuck you. I'm fuck homeless you, and got a and got a homophobic dad that disowned me, but I still came up and did my job. But what, I still what do you came have to... through. Exactly. Thou art not." Say it, bitch. <laughs> Listen, you don't want to fuck with theater gays. They're the worst. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're, 
<laughs> so mean. Um, have you not seen what's happened with Leah Michelle and Beanie Feldstein? It's been a mess. Hello. <laughs> it's been a mess. Ryan Murphy is, is is known to be like kind of a shitty person, and he is what a theory. Eh? Anyway, also so. sorry. Um, I was <laughs> I was listening to. Um, not even listening to. There was this YouTube video that uh, you know, like when you like watch someone. I was over at my boyfriend's apartment, and he was, you know, you're everyone has their different YouTube algorithm, and you're like trying mm-hmm. to like watch YouTube videos with someone else, and you're like, oh, you watch different stuff than me. Yeah. But some of it's entertaining. Um, but he listens to or he watches like streamers, like people that just like sit in a chair. I guess it's kind of like a podcast. And play video. Evan watches stream like playing video games. But and it's not a video game. It's like I guess he maybe does gaming, but he does like he just like will talk about different topics and like someone will suggest oh, okay. it. So this one was like he was like watching he was watching a video about someone that was recapping Glee and how problematic Glee was. And mm-hmm. and then they're like listing off all the very special episodes. <laughs> Because, like, the guy streaming had never seen Glee and knows nothing about it. And then the guy w- the guy was talking about, like, how, um, like, oh, this person's dead. And this person's dead. And then they had, like, a goodbye singing episode saying goodbye to this person that died in real life. And then people in, like, the streaming, like, comment, like, the super, like, the chat and the super chat were, like, talking about details that like wasn't explained in the video and then the, the streamer guy literally thought that they were making it up and <laughs> and i feel like that's kind of how degrassi is where it's like what do you yeah. mean like like surely this can't be real like surely this 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 storyline isn't real <laughs> oh that was literally when i was on um this podcast a few months ago called fixation station mm-hmm. and i talked about degrassi on it and the the host ariel check out the podcast had never seen Degrassi and we just had she just had a great time because I was telling her plot lines and that just like sounded made up Mm -hmm. yeah I specifically told her about Emma and the ravine and I had to then tell her about like Rick (laughs) I had to start with Rick and Terry to get to Emma and the ravine and she just was like sitting there like what like it's just like it sounds crazy but that's what happens on this show exactly when you kind of like talk about plot lines out of context it's it truly is bizarre but it is bizarre it is bizarre it's Degrassi and it goes Mm -hmm. there Exactly. Okay. Um, so, sorry, my glasses are very crooked and they keep, like, falling awkwardly. Story of my life. Um, so then, okay, so he feeds Tim, Tim feeds Marco the lion. Marco stops in the middle of the scene, and Tim is pissed because he's like, oh, God, not again. Now you're going to make it about yourself? Perfect. Like, you always do, Marco. Um, <laughs> but Marco's like, I can't do it. And he's like, he comes out to his dad in front of everyone. He just kind of blurts out, Dad, I'm gay. Uh-huh. And then continues the scene, like... <laughs> It didn't happen. Um, I love it because you hear Paige in the background. She's like, yeah, Marco. She's kind of like yeah. a little supportive everyone, words. I'm like, oh. Yeah, everyone, because it's very, right, like, Marco's very much, like, out at school. Like, teachers, like, Mr. Simpson's smiling because, you know, yeah. he's he's witnessing what's happening. And, yeah. But Marco's dad, yeah, is, like, pissed. Yeah. He's like, arrivederci. <laughs> he gets up and leaves. Ciao. Ciao, Bella. <laughs> ciao. Ciao. And he, like, leaves. Um, and the mom, like, chases behind them because, like, you know, mm-hmm. what else do you do? It's very awkward. Um, at Emma's, Manny is waiting for her to come home from, you know, Peter's. 
Um, Emma's like, the plan didn't work. He didn't pay attention to me once. Um, Manny still wants revenge. Though she's like, okay, we'll get his ass. She's like, oh, really? We'll get him back. She's like, she's like fucking feasting. She's like thirsting to get back at him. Mm-hmm. Um, like Emma lies out on bed and she's like, looks at this ghost photo of Peter. <laughs> Terrible ass photo like, of Peter. And she's like, oh, I'm in love with him. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> back at Marco's, his parents are waiting for him in the kitchen when he comes home. Marco dad, Marco's dad does not want to talk and is ready to leave. But Marco stops him and asks if he, you know, he ever knew in these years that he was gay. Mm-hmm. Marco's dad doesn't want it, like, you know, um, he doesn't want him to keep saying that. And Marco's like, I'm gay, I'm gay, I'm totally gay. And yeah. his dad's like, it's not funny, Marco. And it's like, no one's laughing. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I'm being serious. Um, Adamo is very good in this scene, by the way. Oh, um, so good. So well. He, I mean, he's good. He's mm-hmm. good all the time. Like when is he mm-hmm. not good? He he fucking commands the scene, and it's it just feels so personal and so good. Um, Marco's dad tells him that he still loves Marco, but he doesn't want to know this part of his life. That he don't want to know me. Mm-hmm. And his dad like looks at him and walks away. And the mom is like, she's so cute. She like reassure, reassures him. She's like, one day he'll come around. Um, but you know, it's nice that she has one parent who is like, yeah. She's there for yeah. him. He loves her son. Yeah. And that's the end of the episode. Uh, I mean, Mar- Marco episodes just always hit different. Because, again, um, Adamo is, like, such a good actor. It's always well acted out. They're, they they can be hard-hitting, like, type episodes. But, like, it's... I don't know. It always just reads so true and reads so, like... I don't know. It's they're they're like hard hitting, but they don't feel draining episodes. And I feel no. like a lot of that's because of his acting. It doesn't feel draining. It doesn't feel preachy. It doesn't feel after school, especially. It feels very like just real. Yes. It's like a very real situation in a family. Um, mm. and I mean, every character on the show doesn't get the luxury of having very intense family stuff. I mean, we never mm-hmm. seen Paige really in her parent, her brother. We haven't seen her parents. So yeah. Um, which just really m- reminds you, I mean, how important it is to have your characters have family life because it really, mm-hmm. I think that really does give Marco's character so much depth because we get to see, you know, the person that he's in school and the person he is at home. And they're just like yeah. very different people. Very much um, so. But before we move on to our next episode, I want to know what your song choice was. Um, so I chose, because I feel like a lot of people in this episode are like... They're conflicted, right? They're like, I feel this way, but I know I have to do this, right? Mm-hmm. And kind of like in, kind of torn in between two different things, right? With Emma and with Marco as well. But at the end of the day, you just have to listen to your heart. So I chose Listen to Your Heart, the electronic type vibe song mm-hmm. um it's by dht featuring edme edme eh? maybe <laughs> there's an accent on the first e <laughs> or emmy edme edme who knows are you okay i'm i think yeah. that's how you pronounce it you gotta you gotta like have a little bit of a hiccup <laughs> yeah that's a good i like that song i remember when that was on that was on the radio yeah. a lot what about you so yeah, I decided, so I was thinking about just the amount of courage it took 
the bravery it took for Marco to like just come out to his dad in that way and in just like a public setting and just like saying it but you know it being incredibly like affirming for himself and even though mm-hmm. it didn't go the way he wanted it to it was still like just a, a transformative experience for him and really helping him like affirm who he is um and because he said that he listens to Britney in the car um I put those together and I came with a brave new girl every oh yeah I've been listening to you in the zone so okay. like, in the zone on the brain great choice uh, all right but if you are ready we can I'm go ready. ahead and do redemption song episode 10 uh yes yes season five episode 10 redemption song synopsis the one-year anniversary of the school shooting opens up old wounds for everyone involved. Spinner goes with Darcy to the Friendship Club's annual retreat where he has to deal with his demons. Jimmy has to choose what direction he wants to take when it comes to Hazel and Ellie. Oof. I mean... What you say? Aubrey, you're getting messy out here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're getting real messy. He was feeling real Drake this episode. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, okay. Uh, our cold open is in the dressing room. Darcy is trying on bikinis for the retreat. Um, I just want to say, because, uh, you know, Darcy is, you know, part of Friendship Cup. She's a, she's a Christian, but she's a cool Christian. Um, Mm -hmm. but I'm surprised that there's not more judging around Darcy and not being Christian enough with her two pieces and her dating a spinner. Um, because that would be more accurate (laughs) yeah i was surprised too because i think the bathing suit was really cute Mm -hmm. but i'm also not a christian yeah she's not christian (laughs) yeah i'm not christian so i was like that's like you know for like a christian retreat it is like okay that's a that's a little little but you know yeah she looks great she does look great, but I, I get, I'm, I'm more surprised that more people weren't coming for her at the retreat with her. Yeah, what was the name of the girl of like of the cult leader's girlfriend? Oh, like Emily or something. Yeah, because his name's Linus, and her name is like Maria. Marie? Yeah, there. Mary. That's, that's I feel a like rough it's like, name. I don't know, but like, yeah, I feel like she would totally be like, I don't know, call her a whore, call her. Yeah, a exactly. Okay, so we get our cold open with Darcy in the dressing room, and Spinner comes in and is, listen, he's like, we got some private time, I'm seeing a lot of skin that I have yet to see, and let's let's have some fun. He's trying to get busy. Um, but, uh, you know, she's preparing for this retreat for the Friend of the Friendship Cup, their annual camp out, um, and it's, you know, she's <laughs> trying to deflect Spinner from his arousal and try to, you know, convert him by trying to persuade him to come with her to the retreat. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but, of course, he's a little bit hesitant because he's like, you know, I, I deal with the friendship club once a week. I don't want to have to deal with a weekend 24-7, you know? Like, right. that's a lot. He's like, it's my time to unwind, you know? He probably got off work, too. Like, he was out, <laughs> out working that, those shifts. He's like, I'm trying to party. I'm trying to go to fucking friendship club. Exactly. Um, but we get at school. Or is it at school or is it at the mall that he sees Jay? I think it 
because Jay's not in school. I think it would have been it would been at the mall. Yeah, they're at the yeah. mall because they leave the store and Jay's like there. Yeah, because I, I don't is. think Jay's like allowed on, around. On no, Jay's not allowed on school campus campus. anymore. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Jay's just lurking at the at the mall these days, I guess. Um, but uh, Jay's offering, you know, like Spinner's really stressed. He's dealing with a lot. Um, and he should, you know, really unwind at a party that's happening this weekend. And he invites him. Um, and it's happening at the ravine. So only great things could come from that. <laughs> yeah, a kegger at the ravine. A Can't kegger wait. at the ravine. Yikes. Do you think that they have like a, a, a gub schedule? Like, do you think that there's a timetable oh. for the ravine? Because it's like. You go to the ravine, sometimes it's like a, a, a kegger, sometimes it's like an oxy party, sometimes it's like an orgy. <laughs> like, do you have to like sign up for time? Like, okay, this is like Tuesdays are like keg, or like orgies, Saturdays, like exclusively, like we're having a kegger, a DJ will spin. Like, what? That's a good question. My guess is that it's. There's most definitely not a schedule. Well, number one, I just realized that the the ravine has been going downhill since Terry hit her head after Rick pushed her. Um, was that in the ravine? I always thought it was at the ravine. I've I've never been clear because they remember they drove there, so I was like, where is this? Right. I, I always assume like, oh, did you guys go like out of town? But did you go out of town just to be in the woods? That's true. Um, I never, I think, but you're probably right. Cause like, where a, would they go? Yeah. Um, and I think ever since then, it's just been like going downhill. Um, you know, once, <laughs> once, once the vans are coming into play for nighttime dick sucking with bracelets get, being given out, like the, the neighborhood has shifted and yeah, for sure. Um, but I think there's definitely not a schedule. I think it's more so like, uh, you know, group territory. Like, this is our spot. Like, and then a rival gang has to come in and take it if they want to hang out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Cause I think it's gotten rougher now that we're like, we're doing <laughs> full, like, we're dealing oxy out of the ravine. It's like, fuck. Yeah. Like, is that who Spinner's hanging out with? Like, that's like intense. It's, it, it, Spinner has the polar opposites. He's either got Jay at the ravine or Friendship Club purity like <laughs> yeah he has like there's no like gray area for J- for like spinner there's no just like okay mm-hmm. like i don't know just like a house part a house party with no alcohol but loud music exactly yeah um but obviously you know spinner's feeling really lonely and like he's still just not getting his friends back that he's been wanting. So he's feeling vulnerable and well, I'll take what I can get type of mentality. Yeah. Um, so we get a scene where Hazel surprises Jimmy. Oh, sorry. Before oh, you sorry. keep going, yeah. I will say something I liked in that scene. Cause then Darcy shows up and he's like, Oh, like, is she, you know, like, Oh, like basically like she's, he's whipped like his girlfriend would let him go. Mm-hmm. Like, but he and Darcy have like an interesting exchange, which was like, Oh, you guys have like interacted before. Cause she's like, Oh Jay, I see you've gotten out from, uh, you know, like you've, um, yeah. you're, you're off out of parole, off, of parole, off parole. Yeah. And he's like, Oh, I heard that there's like a black and white sale at the nun department store or something. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. okay, like cute. You guys have a little bit of a banter. 
Yeah. You know? Which I like, right? Like, I feel like Darcy and Spinner are really good together in that sense. Like, she, I mean, you know, he's willing to kind of, like, they, they do a good job of, like, kind of, like, complimenting each other and, like, but also being involved in, like, who each one is, you know? Yeah. Like, they, they seem to know each other and it makes mm-hmm. sense because, I mean, Spinner is, like, the one person connecting. You know, Spinner has probably tried to get them to hang out. Like, we can all hang out. And it's like... Yeah. <laughs> what? <Okay>. No. <laughs> um, yeah, off the school property, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that that, that, that that was a really cute moment. Um, we uh, get to school, and this is when Hazel surprises Jimmy with plans for a summer road trip through the southern United States. Um, and, you know, to Atlanta... Uh, what else did she say? Florida. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, like, Florida. She's like, Atlanta, Memphis, all of Florida. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, and uh, I guess they'll Jim- be 18, though. I, sorry, I had a moment where I was yeah, like, cause they'll be graduated. Like, they'll be, they'll be graduated. I'm like, they're not gonna have fun. You can't even like drink or do anything like fun. You're I know. Like, go to Atlanta, you can't go to like, I don't know, King of Diamonds or whatever. Yeah, what, what's the like famous strip? I mean, there's several strip yeah. clubs there, but I think King of Diamonds is the one that like is like the famous. I think Drake, Drake actually loves that strip club. He's a you know, he's he like Atlanta. I'm there in Atlanta. He's like I love yeah. I love those big booty hoes. <laughs> eh? uh, poor Hazel. Um, uh, and Jimmy's like Jimmy's like oh oh okay like he's he's not ecstatic. <laughs> You can kind of see he's like a little bit like, well, that's not what I was exactly planning, but because I think at last... yeah, who surprised someone with a road trip? There was one thing you'd be like, oh, we're gonna go in the summer, we're gonna go to Disney for a weekend or a week, mm-hmm. versus like, I'm gonna take up your whole summer, we're gonna drive. <laughs> Whose car? All the way from is it Canada. wheelchair accessible? Like right, like. <laughs> We would drive all through Canada, from Canada all the way down to Southern United States. Why? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And Jimmy had already had the idea of possibly doing art stuff this summer, but I don't yeah. think he's told um, Hazel that. No. But you know who does, who does know? Ellie. Ellie. She sure does. Um, but this is this is when we are kind of sensing that it's been a whole year since the shooting. We're getting kind of like an announcement. Mrs. H is kind of doing a little speech about it and how mm-hmm. they have a zero, sorry, a zero to- uh, tolerance for bullying. And, you know, we've changed. Things have progressed. Never forget. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, Jimmy and Spinner... And others are all dealing with that in different ways, right? And, like, kind of people surrounding the shooting um, and how mm-hmm. they've been dealing it. Um, and this is when it's announced that they're going to – they've commemorated a mural to be done for the school to, you know, bring peace. It's a peace wall. Um peace and harmony. And Jimmy uh, won the opportunity to do the mural, to paint it. And uh, Jimmy's surprised because he's like, I didn't submit my name to this. And Ellie's like, I did it for you. Like, I, th- I thought you'd be really good at it. Like, I submitted you for the contest. And Jimmy's excited about this. He's like, oh, wow, yeah. she knows me. She cares. Yeah. He wasn't excited about that road trip like this. That's for sure. No, he was not. <laughs> he was not. Um, 
unclear. Does Ellie like Jimmy? Ooh. Because it just feels like. That's like, a good question. Is she into him or is she into his injury? Like I and I just don't know because it's also just like it seems like so quickly from like Craig and then all mm-hmm. of a sudden now she's like mm-hmm. into Jimmy. It just seems very like okay, like I feel like but up he until this, clearly seems to like her. Yeah, I feel like up until this they they are definitely having connection, right? I feel mm-hmm. like I feel like if Jimmy were to be like say how he's feeling about Ellie, like that would be true like i feel like he'd be like like i feel like we have a connection like the two of us like we go really good together if ellie were to deny that i think she'd be lying Mm, yeah Um, yeah but definitely ellie is like you know i definitely she's doing a lot for someone that she doesn't like i guess is what i'm saying but also she's doing a lot for someone who like you're in the same friend group with the girlfriend like Mm -hmm. yeah sure she and hazel aren't besties but like you guys were in a band together like you guys you know, our, you know, when when Ashley was still in the group, she was still pretty good friends with Paige and them. It's like, it's just like she's, you know, I don't, I don't subscribe to the idea of like, oh, like you stole my man. Like that's not a thing to me. I think like mm-hmm. people have, you know, agency and Jimmy does what he wants. But it is kind of like, Ellie, you you're, don't see you're kind of like you kind of stepping around. Stepping it's kind of like, yeah, it's kind of that's kind of uncomfortable to be like, oh, like we like we have plans this summer, like. Um. <laughs> okay. I think it happens later, but she says something along the lines of like, "Oh, like we were gonna, yeah, we thought so." Yeah. I'm like, "When did y'all become a?" And Paige is like, "When did Ellie and Jimmy become a we?" Like, okay. uh huh. Paige clocked that real quick. Of course, Hazel, Hazel's late Paige, to the game. <laughs> Paige don't miss. That's why Paige's like, "I saw, I heard what she said. She said we. She said we, not exactly. we. Like, yes, she said we. Like W E, the two of us, mm-hmm. not you, not mm-hmm. you. That's what they said. <laughs> exactly." Um, but you know, Hazel's starting to clock it. She's like, huh, you're, you know, last week, you know, last week you were, you were doing a whole lot with preventing Jimmy from getting to tryouts on time, going to the art gallery. Now you're submitting him in contest without consulting me. That's kind of strange. Um, but she's definitely becoming jealous of their relationship because they obviously have an understanding. They get each other. And I mean, we, we haven't really gotten a whole lot from Jimmy and Hazel as in a relationship. They just kind of got together one day. Um, and they're like, you're black. I'm black. Okay. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And they've just been dating, but it's very, it reminds me of like kind of those young relationships where you're like, Oh, you're my first boyfriend but you don't really like have any things in common or do a lot of things together that you both like you know yeah again i wish that it would have been fascinating but of course they also just didn't give um andrew lewis very much to work with i would have loved to have seen like you know how their relationship how they weathered you know Mm -hmm. the tragedy of the shooting and also jimmy's like disability you know, like what happens when your partner experiences something like that and how like that can like, change the dynamics in the relationship. I think that would have been interesting to even mm-hmm. explore, like maybe they've become strained because of it. And maybe that's how this thing with Ellie is happening. But again, we don't, you know, we just missed out on certain storylines. So then kind of just like all of a sudden, Jimmy and Hazel have issues. Like not really all of a sudden, I guess, because we did get the episode with the, the um, 
basketball stuff and it's very clear that she doesn't quite mm-hmm. get what he's going through but i wish that like we'd be able to explore that just a little bit more yeah, to, like get us that, to this point yeah i agree um so we uh we get this scene of um spinner trying to, <laughs> spinner trying to be like hey jimmy buddy buddy old pal i'll i'd love to help you with the mural <laughs> I love murals. <laughs> oh God, Spinner! Uh, and so, like, literally, Jimmy rolls on by, being like, "When I said you're dead to me, that meant forever. Like, get the fuck away from me." He rolls by. Marco is like, uh, like you know, kind of looks him up and down, walks by, and as well as I think um, Craig and Spinner, feeling lonely, turns to the only people that want to talk to him: the Friendship Club. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to go to the retreat with you. Uh, and this makes Darcy really happy. She's excited. Yeah. Um, so. This was weird because he agrees to go to the retreat, but then he sees Jay later and says that he's going to go to the party. So he or needs a break from it or something. Doesn't he, he go to the retreat, but then like, then like the argument happens, like about the shooting, and then yes, I think I just Jay wrote shows something up later. out of. Yeah. I think I wrote something out of order, but yeah. So mm-hmm. we see that Spinner and Jay are are kind of like still in communication, still kind of chatting and keeping up with each other. Mm-hmm. Um. But we get to the retreat and Spitter and Darcy are enjoying themselves. They're frolicking in the sand and playing <laughs> beach volleyball. And there's lots of guitars and sitting around fires and all that. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I feel like some of this is like triggering. I'm like, oh my gosh, I forgot how like weird. Because the scene of like them all sitting around and like talking about Jesus and like asking questions. And I'm like, oh, right. I forgot about like devote group devotionals where you had to like have these chats it's so boring yeah and um but they're talking about um sorry okay so um uh this isn't a group situation but linus is talking with spinner and he's like you know you're really lucky to have darcy um and uh Spinner realizes that um, Linus and his girlfriend are together. Like he did, he and he realizes that Linus has this ring on his like marriage finger, and he's like, "Oh, you guys are married." He's like, "You guys are married." <laughs> he's like, "No, this is a pre-engagement ring," and I was like, "Oh fuck, I forgot about pre-engagement rings." Oh my is god, is that different from our promise ring? Uh, it depends on like how. <laughs> so. I knew people, I knew girls that had promise rings. Promise rings are usually just with girls. Um, and some sometimes teens, like when you think about the Jonas Brothers, they had promise rings, but like it's a lot of but times just But those are purity girls. rings. So there's, they're, it's all the same. It's all at the same umbrella. So there's promise rings, also purity oh. rings. And so um, I knew girls that had this, <laughs> a popular one that I knew people had was like a ring and then on the front on the face of it it was like a crown over a heart and oh, then like a two, ring and then two hands like holding the heart yeah a <laughs> ring 
Oh, what's that? Well, it's a. I didn't know people did it in like a traditional, like like a Christian purity way, but it's like a traditional like Irish ring, and it's oh, like um, right. I it, it can be when it's not like a purity is in a purity sense or promise ring. It actually can mean like um, like if the ring. I can't remember. I think if the heart is facing outward, it means that you're single. But if it's facing inward, it means that you have somebody. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I like mm-hmm. that much better than <laughs> than the purity <laughs> rings. Like I knew yeah. a lot of girls that, uh, like, when they're, I think when they reach like teenhood, like a lot of churches will have ceremonies where they'll like the fathers will. It's so it's so fucking weird. The fathers will like have like in the marriage ceremony when they're like, I take this ring. They'll have a ceremony like that, but with a father and a daughter putting on the purity ring, like in front of the church. It's fucking bizarre. Is that like a part of a purity ball? Kind of, yeah. Like each church does it differently. Like, mm. but yeah, that's so. There's a purity rings. There's uh, promise rings, which I also knew. Like promise rings can be purity rings, but a lot of times, like promise rings and pre engagements are the same. So you're like. <laughs> you're promising to each other to be abstinent and be celibate but then you're also promising each other to each other but before engagement and before marriage and it's like <laughs> that's confusing just get engaged that's because you're like confusing. i promise myself to you but i'm also like not ready to get married and it's like well then why even promise yourself yeah like why are you um, even doing all of this just chill out exactly um and that's what spinner's asking and then linus is like no like we really like it means you know our relationship means so much more when we have like a connection outside of just sex and they're not having sex either um and then spinner says if jesus didn't want us to have sex he'd make every woman look like quasimodo's sister <laughs> like oh, spinner spinner is just like you know just a wordsmith really I mean, spitting bars constantly. (laughs) Um, So uh, we get a scene, I believe at school. It must be the weekend when they're painting this mural. Yeah, Um, it's the weekend. Okay. So Ellie comes up to Jimmy and surprises him by saying that she got a a job for the summer as a web design uh, person, I guess. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. cool. Didn't know that she was into that. Um, but she, uh, she's like, oh, I, I want to choose you. I get to pick who does the art and I, I want to choose you. Like, I'm, I want to, to like hire you for doing the artwork this summer. Yeah. Cause like a small, like comic book company yeah. or publishing company or something. <clears throat> and Jimmy's excited by this again, more than he was about that fucking road trip. <laughs> and, but he's also like, oh, this is, I think he started, I mean, I'll give it I'll give Jimmy some credit. Boys are stupid and they don't yes, pick up are. on things no, they don't. <laughs> until the last second. So I think he's like, Oh, I think Ellie might like me. <laughs> like uh, this might you know, Hazel might not be happy about this. Um so we get back to the retreat and everyone is having lots of fun. And this is when they're all sitting around the circle, like guitar in hand, and they're just like, you know, like what is you know, what are some things that you're afraid of? What is fear? This scene is so unsoothing. 
but this is accurate. Like, I cannot tell you, like, how many times I, I would go to, like, a, a meeting like this, like, once a week. It's just, like, it just was, like, I under I know it's, like, authentic, but it's just, like, weird. it's, like, what are you talking Because she asked, they're, like, what are you afraid of? And this one girl's, like, dying. Oh, no. And, and then she, she's, like, why are you afraid of dying? Do you believe in Jesus Christ? So go to heaven. I'm, like, yeah, I don't want to die, though. Jesus forgave you like, for all your sins. See you death. But I'm she like, very yeah, much but- qualifies it like you're a Christian. Jesus forgave you because you accepted it. So now you get to go to heaven. You don't have to be afraid of dying. Yeah, but I'm like, I'm 16 though. I don't <laughs> want to die. I think I think she she missed the. But you know, people like that. It's like they. I feel like sometimes they just completely miss the crux of what you're saying because they're so mm-hmm. bent on just kind of like saying the thing they believe. But it's like, but no, listen to what I'm saying. I'm saying exactly. I'm afraid of dying. It's not because I'm worried about damnation. It's because I'm. I'm <laughs> 16 and I don't want to die like I think it's exactly. fair um also I could be 80 and not want to die like people don't want to die it kind of reminds yeah. me like my, my mom is very like um Christian and she mm-hmm. like has this tendency like so if I tell her about my anxiety which is like oh no clinical it's not yeah. like just a, a feeling I have it's like no I actually have like diagnosed thing mm-hmm. while well, tell her and she's like oh i've been telling you to read psalm 23 whenever you're nervous read i'm like i'm like you don't get i'm like that works for you but you, know, you don't understand that like i don't my anxiety isn't just like i have i'm having a bad feeling it's like i'm having a physiological response to panic and like i feel like my body feels out of control and you're telling me to like read psalm 23 and i'm like that's not it like stop telling me that and she like loves to be like i've been telling you i told you to I'm like you're not listening the, the point is that you're not listening to what i'm saying i'm telling you that i'm mm-hmm. experiencing anxiety because of certain things i'm going through you're yeah. you're completely ignoring what i'm saying which are the things that i'm going through that are caught triggering this and going quickly to the solution of well i believe this therefore that's a solution and it's like you're missing the middle part which is like why is this happening so yeah. i wish she had listened to a girl who's like i'm scared of dying yeah, like, you don't Maybe have to she be worried of dying. <laughs> and she's very... scared. Like you don't <laughs> know what else she's dealing with. <laughs> it's one step away of being like, "Don't be afraid of death." We're going into our spaceship once once we <laughs> all pass away. It's like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, didn't didn't expect that. <laughs> um, but uh, someone. <laughs> Mr. Linus is like, listen, I'm coming for Spinner, okay? He got Darcy. I've been trying to get Darcy for months, and he just pops in one day with his sinful ass and gets Darcy. <laughs> and I'm stuck with fucking Emily in my purity ring. Like, it's not fair. <laughs> um, and he's Emily like, wears Spinner. one pieces. <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't seen her midriff in years, okay? In years. <sighs> <laughs> he's he's bitter about something he's <laughs> he's in his knows. feces about something you know yeah that that's what clinical blue balls looks like it looks like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's um but he's he's like spinner what are you afraid of and spinner's like oh i don't know like move on to the next person <laughs> he's like he's like miss kwan and everyone's like ha ha ha, ha. Yeah. and Lance is like but seriously really. spinner <laughs> like i don't know and then they're like, "Oh, so you're not you're not afraid of asking God for forgiveness about Jimmy? You're not afraid of death and Jimmy and and being damned for not asking forgiveness from God about Jimmy who got shot 
by Rick because of you. I'll never walk again. <laughs> but Spinner's like, damn, everybody knows my business. I thought I thought it was a free bird here. I thought I could and be one, myself. Sorry, I'm going to interrupt. Because once yeah. again, we're treating what happened to Spinner as a secret. And I'm like, was it a secret or not? Because even when we're in the classroom and they're talking about like the one year anniversary, there was a girl next to him who was giving her him death glares. And I don't know exactly. if maybe the actress just like, didn't realize she was doing that, but it looked like people know about Spinner. What, like, why is everyone like, oh, like, it's a secret? And he's like, oh, you're telling me about my business. It's like, didn't, didn't we have a whole episode where you became a social pariah because everyone found out what you did? Or is everybody exactly. new to the school, like, like Darcy, this friendship club, all of them came together from the same compound and moved to Crassie to spread the word of the Lord? Exactly. Yeah, it doesn't, it's, I don't, I don't, they're not really clear about that. I wish they were, because it's very, like, wishy-washy about, like, who knows and who doesn't. Yeah. But because I guess maybe it's, like... Because it's, like, okay, so he's been ostracized by his friends, but the way that, mm-hmm. that what, the reason why Spinner, you know, had acted out in the way he did is isn't just because his friends stopped being friends with him, it's because, like, everyone turned on him. Yeah. You know? Exactly. And, yeah, I guess maybe, I wish that they were more clear of, like, oh, like... Like, if people are asking, like, Spinner, like, oh, are the rumors true? Like, maybe it's, like, a rumor, but only some people know that, like, that's... Because when you think about, like, that being a rumor, you're like, wow, that's crazy. But surely that's not true. Who would do that to their best friend? <laughs> but but then, I guess, maybe only, like, select people know that the truth. And so, I guess, Darcy... Um, so Spinner feels very betrayed, right? Because he thinks that Darcy told his secret to all of Friendship Club. He's like, I didn't tell anyone. She she says, I didn't tell anyone. And then she's like, Well, I did tell um I did tell Emily. So maybe she maybe she spilled the beans. Um but Spinner's really pissed and he walks off and calls Jay to pick him up. Um yeah. and it's in this moment he tells Darcy that their relationship was a mistake. Um, and his plans, uh, yeah, he's, he's really mad. But when Jay shows up, um, he just, uh, Jay's looking around and like, oh, these girls are like hot. Like this, <laughs> we're at the beach. Like, why not stay? Like, fuck you know? this party in the ravine. Everyone's fucking tweaking. I'm going to. Exactly. <laughs> I'm going to sell it's my oats w- here. <laughs> exactly. Um, and so they uh jay cancels the plans and they decide that they're going to he decides he's going to hit on some christian girls at their retreat um okay sorry these are a little bit out of order okay so Okay, so Hazel. Okay, let's get. Are back you using to the wiki? Yeah, I, I like added. I t- I started with that, and then I added notes to it. But I think yeah, I those notes suck. They always they're <laughs> not always in order. Sometimes they're in the yeah. words, they're totally not. Um. Okay, so let's go back to the school. So Hazel is they're painting the mural, and uh, Ellie and Jimmy. Literally, Jimmy is in between Ellie and Hazel. And uh, they're talking about, oh, like, 
I think he's talking about the website job. Yeah, because um, they're bit. talking about the website because they're like him and him and Ellie are kind of getting into like tech talk. He's like, oh, like what are you gonna use for like the website? And she's like, I think we use Flash. And then Hazel's like, I love the Crimson Kid. And they're like, what? It's like Flash, the Crimson Kid. Like I've been, and like you know, and, and it's I feel bad because Hazel's trying. She's like, I've been reading I comics. Like, you know, you're into comics. I've been reading comics, like, try to, like, be part of your life. And they kind of, like, low-key laugh at her because she doesn't know, like, maybe she needs Flash animation. Like, who the fuck? Yeah, I don't, you don't have to do I that. I was half listening and you said Flash. And I was like, uh, superhero, I know that. I know what that means. I, everyone's been in a conversation with people when you don't really know what they're talking about. So you're just kind of, like, exactly. glaze over. But you'll just, like, hear certain words. Like, ah, I know what that is. Mm-hmm. And you're kind of like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to follow with that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, you know, piggyback off that point. And they're exactly. just being very, like, it's it's giving, like, Oh, like we're just like cool and like we know stuff and, like, yeah ellie used to make some remark like oh it's like computer stuff like you won't understand or something like, it was kind of it was rude it's like oh you wouldn't get it was it. very like, rude i was like ellie you fucking you, bitch ellie. come on <laughs> and also like, jimmy ellie, why you not on. stick up for your woman like come on yeah. especially when she's like Ugh. trying to like relate and y'all are like kind of like <laughs> we were talking about flash animation it's like a computer yeah. program like oh sorry i don't know your niche bullshit yeah. I wish Hazel would have come for Ellie in that moment. Be like, back off, bitch. He's mine. <laughs> um, so uh, Spinner and Darcy make up and, you know, they're, you know, he apologizes for saying what he said before. Um, and Darcy reveals that she can sometimes bend the rules um, of like she can be cool. She's not always like super prudish. Um, so she proves this by drinking some of the beer from Jay's car, and she reveals that like you know, they're Jay and Spinner are kind of shocked that she drinks the beer. She's like, oh, like I just don't like beer anymore. I it tastes like barf because that one time I had too much and then I threw up. And they're like, you used to drink? Like, they're, like, shocked that, that she, you know, she's she's done things before. Um, And so, but then they're like, they're like, okay, this is going to be a fun time. We can all hang out, right? Kind of like we were saying before. Like, they, like, Spinner's kind of been waiting for them, him to connect all parts of his life. Mm-hmm. Um, Jay, <laughs> Jay is talking up this girl. And he's talking about his troubled past and she's like, ooh, he's a great candidate for Jesus. That's what she's like. <laughs> and Jay yeah, realizes. It's, it's, it's very yeah. like, it's very like flirty fishing. Like, oh, mm-hmm. I know. Like, I could bring a new one in. Yeah. With my feminine wild. It, literally. And Jay's like, oh, you know, like, I just, it's really heavy for me. Like, do you, do you think we could go talk about this privately? She's like, sure, let's go. But Spinner clocks this because he knows what, what he's up to. And he tells him to go away and go home to take a hike. Like, the girls here are not about that. Um, and um, Spinner, they, that's, they kind of have this moment and then they kind of separate. So while Spinner is busy with something, uh, Jay gets to Darcy and decides oh. to plant some seeds, pull a Jay, 
and really met, fuck up people's demon. lives. He's a demon. Like, he is a chaos <laughs> literally. demon. Like, literally the Where's last Buffy? time we saw him, he was, he was like, inadvertently causing JD a dead suicide. Like, <laughs> got him into drugs, and now like, and now he's over here. It's just like, JD, He caused go. the shooting. A, an overdose, and now a big breakup. Weird situation that's about to happen with Darcy and Spinner. He's a mess. Um, but Jay's like, oh, you know, um, Darcy, uh, I, I heard that, you know, Manny has really been talking about Spinner and like trying to get back with him. Uh, and he's kind of planning in her head that Manny is coming for Spinner and, you know, man, as we all know, Manny, the school slut, (laughs) Uh, like, oh, is, she you know, wants something on the side. It's like, yeah, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, because Darcy's like, I thought she was with Craig, and then she, she's like, she can't get enough. She needs it somewhere else too. And so <laughs> he's talking about like, you know, you know, uh, Spinner's only so strong. Like if Manny st- keeps coming after him, he's only going to be re- resist so long if he's not getting sex somewhere else, which is so fucked up. It's so fucked up and it's such a mentality that certain people genuinely have. It's like, you better put out yeah. or else you'll get it somewhere. Exactly. And Darcy's dumbass is like, that's true. <laughs> I know. She's I like, know. true. She's like, true, Ugh. true. <laughs> it's sad because it's like, up until that point, she was quite confident and like, like owned herself and being like, yeah, I'm a Christian. Like, I'm like, I'll drink that beer. Like, she's very, she's pretty confident in her opinions about things but this kind of i mean and it's been pretty like um pretty like she doesn't waver it's like yeah this is what i believe Mm -hmm. you know you don't have to think it's cool you know who they who else they didn't think was cool jesus christ they crucified him they crucified him so yeah they crucified my boy but like yes (laughs) Look how they crucified my boy. But like, mm-hmm. yeah, she like, I, I appreciate, I appreciate that about Darcy. But then, you know, it just took Jay once just being like, hey, he's, he's fiending for some, some, you know, action. You gotta, exactly. you gotta get in there, girl. Exactly. Um, so Hazel is, you know, she's looking at the mural. She's like, look at what my mans could do. Like, look at him. He is an artist. Um, he can paint real good. So Hazel's looking at the mural and admiring it. And she finds a girl that looks exactly like Ellie in Jimmy's mural. Um, and she does not see anyone that looks like her. <laughs> it's She's definitely like, okay, Ellie. Here's Ellie. Now <laughs> they find part, me. Same part, everything. <laughs> She's smiling. Red hair. Damn. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Hazel was pissed. Yeah, she she's so pissed that she goes up to Jimmy, who's you know just chilling. He he's had a busy day, and she throws a bucket of orange paint on him, and is like, "What the fuck, you piece of shit? How could you do this to me?" And Jimmy's kind of confused. He's like, "Um, what did I do? I'm sorry. Can I get can I get a memo of of, of how I fucked up?" Can I buy a vowel, please? <laughs> exactly. Um, so we're back in the woods, and uh, wait, doesn't uh, she tell him? 
in that that in that moment? No. So like later, she well, we could just wrap that scene up actually because it's oh. pretty brief. So Hazel's mad, and this is uh, she asks him why he painted Ellie, um, and and he's like, "What are you talking about?" He's like, "It's obviously her. Like it looks just like her. Why did you paint Ellie?" And he's like, "I don't know." And then this is when she kind of confronts him like, well, for some reason your brain thought to paint her. So what's going on? <laughs> yeah. And this is when Jimmy is finally a little bit honest about like, but he's, he's not really up. He's, he's, he does this thing of like, well, I don't really know how I feel. And it's like, well, that's not a great answer either. I want you because to tell me that you love me. Cause he's also <laughs> like, well, you know, she inspires me, which I'm like, oh that God, is yes. worse than you telling me that, like, you don't love me. She inspires you? What am I? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some lump of clay? Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck do you mean? You, she inspires you. Yeah. She's like, <laughs> he's, but... she's my Julia Fox. Okay. <laughs> she's my muse. I'm a, exactly. the Safdie brothers. Um, but I love, I love the, I mean, at least we get a power moment for Hazel. She decides that she's going to break up with him because he's too cowardly to do it himself. And I'm like, I love that. You, Hazel. She's like, you can't fire me. I quit. And I'm like, exactly. I mean, you were still fired, but okay. <laughs> you work on commission, right? Well, you just made a big mistake. Huge. Yeah. You know, she I wish that. you would have just quoted pretty woman, but. Literally um, verbatim, but- like no, no. He was like, "What? <laughs> you were in commission, uh, right?" He's like, "I'm not being paid for this." I volunteer. They just like asked me to. <laughs> oh god, I was commissioned. I don't make commission. Okay, that's the difference. Oh yes, of course. <laughs> He's like, "God, Hazel, you don't get computers, you don't get words, stupid." Bitch. <laughs> yeah, that. <laughs> Damn. Well, good good thing it ended well for Hazel. Like at least she got the breakup that she needed. Yeah, at least she didn't get embarrassed more. <laughs> Can you imagine? Damn, he was already clowning her. Yeah. Um, but that's the end of Hazel and Jimmy. R.I.P. Fare thee well. <laughs> My um, Um, okay, so we're back in the at the retreat. We're in the woods, and Jay is like, "Oh, Spinner, your your girl's looking for you. Here's here's the second round. Here's a beer." Um, and so uh, Spinner goes into the woods, and he sees Darcy sitting on. <laughs> <laughs> the scene is very. The scene is very weird, but I just want to say the setup is even weirder. Of like. <laughs> Darcy's just sitting alone in the in the woods. With she's sitting on a tree stump, and then there's an empty tree stump next to her. And she's like, "Come here." It's like, what the fuck is this? It's a convenient empty tree stump next to her, like <laughs> exactly next to her. Also, Ugh. it's creepy. It felt like um, so creepy. Have you ever seen the movie um, Sleepaway Camp? You know I haven't. What <laughs> you don't like horror movies, but like, I know. okay, spoiler alert. Like, when Killer is, like, they find them, like, sitting, like, topless and just, like, sitting, like, rocking back and forth. And they're holding, like, the person they just murdered. And it's like, oh, no. And it's a big reveal. But, like, it's similar mm-hmm. where they kind of come to this person. It's just their back. And they're just, like, sitting. And they're, like, it's very peaceful. And they're, like, they, they don't say, like, come here. But they're just kind of, like, sitting peacefully. So you want to approach them. But then you're, like, ah. Yeah. 
it felt yeah, it, like it that. Should it should be more alarming than. <laughs> yeah, it it felt like creepy, like very scary. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, like she would like um like Darcy has Jay's head in her lap. Yeah, decapitated. <sighs> Actually, that would be. That I've watched that movie. That'd be fun. Um, uh, so. Uh, Spinner comes up and he's surprised uh, and and happy that Darcy is like wanting to make out, but also it's she takes off her shirt and kind of cueing to him uh, that you know she wants to go farther than they have in the past. Um, and he's kissing her neck, but then he realizes that she's crying. Um, and he he asks once, "Are you okay?" She's like, "No, no, it's fine, it's fine," but is obviously crying. He continues. And then asks again, is she okay? And then she's yeah. obviously not okay. Yeah. She like it, should have taken, time, but... it should have taken once. And like, she like clearly isn't crying. Yeah. Like, she's um, and that's, that's when she's like, she's like, I just, you know, I'm just doing this, you know, so you don't have to go to Manny. And Spinner's like, what the fuck are you talking about? I haven't spoken to Manny in, in months. Since, since I got Jimmy shot, she hasn't talked to me. <laughs> Did you yeah. thought that I got shot Jimmy? Inadvertently. Yeah. And this is when Darcy tells him everything. And Spinner's pissed. He's so mad. Because, right, like, this is time number two that Jay has fucked up his life. Yes. Um, and he finds are we counting, Jay. Are we counting number one being the shooting? Yeah. And then I was thinking, like, I guess they remember when they broke into the school and like, we're gonna like burn all the yearbooks. Wasn't that led by Spinner though? Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, and still, it's the second time Jay has done something like some fucked up shit. Some like manipulative shit. It's not even just mm-hmm. that he like, he gets him in trouble and like a, oh man, like let's party. And like, uh oh, we drank too much. It's like, no, you are actively manipulating people yeah. For like sport, like or to either get out of something or for fun, and and mm-hmm. you're framing this one as like I'm trying to help you out, and it's like no one asked you, and I think it's it's so it's I like this seeing this in Spinner because I think he also understood like for Darcy what like regardless of what I think about purity culture and whether you know same mm-hmm. stuff for all that kind of stuff, the point is that it means something to her, and the yeah. fact that she's crying is because like she's about to partake in something that she does not want to do. And it, it really deeply goes against what she believes, but she's doing it because she's afraid of losing her boyfriend and like to realize that she did it. Like, so let's say if Zarzi hadn't cried, but she like bottled her emotions and I was like, yeah, I'm Mm -hmm. fine. And they go ahead and do it. And like how fucked up for Spinner that would feel after he did that to be like, yeah, basically like, you know, You've you've tricked my girlfriend into thinking she had to have sex with me, and yeah, she feels very she doesn't feel good about it, and she feels like she feels really yeah. bad about it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, but that's where that rage is coming from. Spinner's coming in hot, and he's mm-hmm. like, "Jay, how could you do this?" And then like punches him right in the face, and I'm like, "Get it, Spinner, deserve get it." Yeah, they start Earned. they start brawling in the sand, and um, that's when. Spinner's like, we're done. Like, I'm never talking again. Like, get the fuck out of here. Like, our friendship's over. Mm-hmm. Um, Dang, Jay just lost the only friend he had. 
I mean. Yeah. I know. Like, Sean's gone. Who else Alex is his friend? Is, Alex is gone. Dumped your ass. Squeezing on him. Um, Amy is in rehab, probably. I don't fucking know. Uh, <laughs> the, now the, now um, Spinner's dipped out. He was it Ontario Boys? Was that their names? The Montreal Boys. Montreal Boys. I mean, that's all they have left, but he needs to move to Montreal if he wants to Yeah, they can't them. just be coming through Toronto all the time. It's expensive. Exactly. <laughs> like... Exactly. Um, but after Jay leaves, uh, Spinner sits down with Darcy and is like <laughs> having this weird crisis of like wondering how, you know, how someone like Jesus or God could forgive him for everything he's done wrong in his life. And I'm like, is this turning? Where's what's that guy from Growing Pains that's Christian? Oh my God, Kirk Cameron. <laughs> I'm like waiting what? for him to pop out because this what? seems like a <laughs> like or it's like oh all these hardships is finally he's finally gonna realize that the only true answer is Jesus, and that's yeah. the that's the happy ending for him. <laughs> that's what Darcy brings to him though. She's like, I listen like Friendship Club. They tell him like, hey, all you have to do is believe in Jesus and like, you know, clean slate, babes. Doesn't matter if you got your friend shot. Jesus forgives you. Exactly. <laughs> doesn't matter if your exactly. friend is in a wheelchair for the rest of his life and doesn't forgive you. Jesus does. Exactly. Jesus heals. But that's that's the end of the episode. Um, the of produced by uh, Kirk Cameron. You know? And his, <laughs> I will I'm say, sure he's, he, he's a production company, so you never know. I do like uh, Spinner's journey with Christianity. I think it's interesting. It's fun. I think I think a character like Spinner in this in this like environment is interesting because he's so like he's Spinner. You know? I think also it's a very accurate like like reality for people, right? Like someone like Spinner that's like kind of like looking for community and looking for people mm-hmm. that like want to be around him, like are very vulnerable. To, to many things right cults abusive relationships um and as long as you know it's helpful for you then religion can be that as well um and i feel like i i've met a lot of people like spinner that kind of like have like tattoos and troubles uh like a tongue ring and they're like oh they're they're different they've had a past but then they came to jesus and now they're the cool christian i feel like spinner mm-hmm. could have very easily been that as well oh yeah i mean he's on the path to that he's like Mm-hmm. Yeah, so are my tongue's pierced. Pierced for Jesus. Also, you know who Spinner in this scene where he's like yelling on the beach? He looks so much like that guy in the movie Camp. The like oh kind of... the the white guy. Um, yeah, the action's like Brian. Look, no, it's not. It's not the right name. But yeah, 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 the white guy. Yeah, the, like he the looks one straight so guy. So much like him. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> the one straight guy that everyone thinks is gay for a second. Yeah, and the, um, he's like yeah. he's like in the woods too, so it's like it's camp. <laughs> I love that movie. Yeah. I, I know it's so good. It's like a young um, um, Anna Kendrick. Uh huh. Yes, it's good stuff. <sighs> you know who probably auditioned for that movie but didn't get a part? Leah Michelle. Yep. <laughs> Well, actually, you know, not so, but well, actually, it, but I wouldn't be surprised if Leah Michelle actually, because she was like, she, she might have been on like in like Spring Awakening when that came out. 
when that was being done. That's true. She's prob- she probably she had, was- like, a bigger acting career by yeah, that she, point. she had, like, a, you know, she's a spring awakening. She, you know, that's mm-hmm. a, it was a big deal. Um, yes. Apparently, she did really well. Um, did you watch Girl, the Spring Awakening um, documentary? No, I didn't. I really am anti-Leah Michelle, but, like, I recognize she has an immense talent, but I also, I would do everything in my power to not support her. If I can. Well, it was very much like, I, I thought it was, <laughs> I thought it was going to be like an outsider's like telling of Spring Awakening. I didn't know it was like, oh my gosh, it's a reunion. Like we're just reminiscing about the good old days. I didn't realize it was that. Oh yeah. Before I started Jonathan watching it. Groff. Yeah. It's literally just a praise piece for the two of them. And I'm like. Basically. <laughs> and then the rest of the cast. And they're just like, oh, they're just like family to us. And I'm like, okay, shut the fuck like, up. Liam, <laughs> Michelle is notoriously difficult to work with. I'm sure you all love yeah, her. Yeah, you haven't spoken to us in years. And the only reason you're doing this is because it's 2020 and none of us can do any work anywhere else. Okay. So. Hello. Hello. <laughs> yeah. The whole <sighs> Leah Michelle being difficult to work with is one rumor I absolutely believe in because she's weirdly very famous but hasn't had consistent work since Glee. Mm-hmm. like that is that is notice for a show like that and then to go from like that to like working without that much and that as much as yeah. i would expect it's just kind of yeah. like hmm suspicious and she can't read <laughs> did you hear about that yeah she, she can't read if you if you don't know what we're talking about look up look up a youtube like tell all like leah michelle can't read i believe it I'm convinced that she can't. I don't think she can. She and can. fucking Jamila Jamil's annoying ass had to pop in and be like, it's actually sex that's not you got. Like, Jamila, shut up. We are having fun. Yeah. Like, it's Leo Michelle's racist ass. Like, yeah, let, us, let us joke about her and not being able to read like, Actually, it's really elitist. You regular people are being elitist to this fucking millionaire to say she can't read. I'm like, yeah, okay. Jamila, Jamila, you can't read either. You know what? I decided you can't read. You can't read, Jamila. I, there it is. Exactly. It's, it's true. <laughs> exactly. You heard it here first, folks. Jamila, Jamila cannot read. <laughs> uh, yeah. That was a joke. Don't sue me, Jamila, please. Anyway. Yeah, she has to take down the man like me. You know, I'm so powerful. To exactly. Um, song choice for this episode. Um, <laughs> so... It's been a while since I like forget why I chose a certain song, and today's one of those days. Um, but I guess it's because of the topic of this show, of the episode, right? Like we're dealing with Spinner and Darcy who are dating Hazel and Jimmy that are dating, then broke up, and then Ellie and Jimmy. What are they? Um, mm-hmm. So <laughs> I chose "Lovers and Friends" by Little John and the East Side Boy. Uh, because it's about lovers and friends. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I know. That's all I got. I think I had a better explanation when I first wrote it down. I cannot it's think totally, of it now. It's totally Besides fine. the fact that it's about lovers and friends this episode. That's about it. Yeah. Um, I really focus in on Spinner and the act of him, like, setting a clear boundary with Jay to remove him uh-huh. from his life. So, like, just kind of, like, all Jay brings is chaos to Spinner's life. Truly. Um, and drama. So I went with No More Drama by Mary J. Blige. Oh, shit. He's literally, 
the haircuts are similar, you know, and she's like in the video and she's like shaking her head. Yep. <laughs> it's like, yep. I'm like, that's literally spitter. He's like, no more drama in my life, okay? Mm-mm. Yeah. Um, but wow. next week we will be back. So I'm looking at the synopsis and I realized that this is this would have been um like a mid season break between Redemption Song and Lexicon of Love. And now I think about it, that's true. Because I remember mm-hmm. like waiting to see for Degrassi to come back that spring and all of the the commercials for the, the return of the show. But next week we're already doing a two parter, the Lexicon of Love, parts one and two. Um spoiler alert if you if you don't want to know, so stop listening now. Bye. Okay. Um synopsis. <laughs> At the premiere of Jay and Silent Bob Go Canadian, A, Paige and Alex discover they enjoy each other's company a lot more than they probably should. Meanwhile, Emma, on a date with her new secret boyfriend, Peter, discovers another secret couple at the premiere, Snake and Miss Hatzelagos. And in part two, Alex and Paige are still confused over what happened the night before, and Kevin Smith helps Paige deal with her sexuality. Meanwhile, oh, Emma feels compelled to tell her mother about what she saw, but when Snake asks to keep her to keep it a secret, she has to make a difficult choice. Ooh, yes. Bless this mess. Um, also, it's, uh, it's a, it, I mean, it's a two-parter, and it's it's all the drama, and Emma is obviously involved in her parents' drama once again. Of course. But um, for once, I think she's in the right. I think. I don't remember. I oh, yeah. in a long time. Um, yes, I cannot wait to watch that because it's going to be very, it's very juicy. Um, Mm -hmm. but that is all I have, Lauren. Do you have anything you want to tell to the people? Uh, nope. Just, uh, send us a DM on EWSpod.com. We'd love to hear from you as well as, yeah, let us know what kind of, what, what sitcoms, what content would you love to hear a very special episode from Sineek and I? Um, get our ideas flowing. Hold on. I Sorry, I don't know why I opened the podcast. I noticed we have a one-star review. Do you want to hear, hear what it says? Oh, my gosh. Go one ahead. One-star review. I don't like this podcast. It weird and boring. <laughs> it weird and boring? I don't like this podcast. It weird and boring. <laughs> Hey, you know, everyone's entitled to their opinion. Um, but the best thing about podcasts is that you just don't have to listen to them anymore. So That's true. I've done but it before. You can do I, it too. I love the construct- constructive criticism. With that note, go ahead and leave us a review. Um, rate and review the podcast. I think it's just very funny. I saw the one star yes. and I was like, oh my God, this person can like rip us to shreds. And they just said, I don't <laughs> like this podcast. It weird and boring. <laughs> uh Wow, what an like, honor! That's when you know you made it when you yeah. when you he get didn't, those. He didn't. He didn't do the captcha, so we don't know that probably was a robot. Anyway, yeah. um, thank you. <laughs> he didn't click all the um the sidewalk, all the all the crosswalks and, and the squares. Mm-hmm. Uh, but thank you all so much for listening, and we will catch you later, broomheads. Bye, broomheads. <laughs>